Episode 23 of the Throwdown Thursday Podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal. I am Patsy the Angry Nerd. Oh my god, you hit puberty. Oh yes. Yeah, it only took... Uh, it was finally time to change. Yeah, yeah. So I do have a, a bit of my voice back. It's pretty much all the way back, so that's good. Uh, the uh, voice you just heard was uh, Commander Giggles, also known as Agent Nicole. I'm back! Yep, she has uh, successfully tunneled out of... Uh, Mexico. Out, out of Mexican prison. She yes, put thank a, you uh, to Jeremy McFarland for uh, digging some tunnels for me to get out of. Yeah, she covered it uh, Shawshank style with a picture <laughs> of uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. So, uh, <laughs> Yep. Yeah, and uh, just like in that film, after uh, leaving through the tunnel, she was able to uh, tack down all four corners of the uh, of the uh, poster. You know, in in what was considered by many to be a modern day miracle. Interesting. I also heard that now because of Nicole, they are no longer going to build a wall in Mexico. They realize <laughs> that they have to firm up those tunnels. So Mexico has refused to pay for the wall, and they're going to fix the tunnels. Yep. Nice job. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Nicole. <clears throat> Doing something productive for America. And, of course, that voice you just heard was the producer extraordinaire, Johnny Wolfenstein. The slightly getting over a cold. I guess I still sound mostly Everyone's okay. Everyone's getting sick. I can't tell because my, my head's foggy, so I can't tell if I, if I sound the same or not. Yes. You sound nice. Thank you. You're you welcome. You sound sexy as usual. Thank you. Uh, so we are... Uh, recording this the day after Thanksgiving, and uh, I went temporarily insane yesterday, and insane I forgot. Insane in the membrane, insane. I don't remember the rest of the song. Oh, you need to brush off on your Cypress Hill, clearly. Uh, no, I went temporarily insane and forgot that I was not 25 years old anymore, and I went and played football yesterday. Didn't you a couple of weeks ago, or was it last week? episode you were like oh i shouldn't be playing football anymore because you know i get hurt yeah as i said i went temporarily insane forgot i wasn't 25 and now i've got bruised ribs so that was awesome idiot whatever i played some stellar quarterback yesterday i was uh really stellar quarterback for four with three interceptions wow what's that quarterback rating is that negative (laughs) 200 uh yeah that's that's called the uh the sanchez (laughs) Oh, you hit! You ran into someone's ass and got knocked out. <laughs> uh, almost, but but fumble two point oh. I got I got murderized yesterday, so I ended up playing offensive line, which was awesome. Except the people behind me playing quarterback weren't quite sure that you know they didn't understand that when you block someone to the left, that mm-hmm. they shouldn't run towards the defenders; they should run away from them. So they kept running towards the way I was blocking people, mm-hmm. which didn't make sense to me. But hey, whatever. It's like, you're the- right-handed. Why are you running to the left? <laughs> What's wrong with you? How was the rest of your Thanksgiving, though? Oh, it was pretty good. Um, went over to my uh, my parents' house, had a ton of food, and then went home, took a nap so we could go Black Friday shopping, and mm-hmm. uh, sadly, Ashes had uh, you know uh, taken a trip out to LV426 and uh, had an issue with a face hugger. So she was feeling a bit under the weather, so she did not uh, she did not attend Black Friday shopping last night. So it was just Agent Nicole and I, and uh, we did manage to snag two giant teddy bears. Yes, but that it was, was none of them were for me. <laughs> no one one for Ashes and one for uh, an old coal worker. Yeah, we were doing a favor for uh, 
somebody a target. She put it on freaking Snapchat. I saw she sent me a Snapchat. It's <clears> me <throat> running to get her damn teddy bears. I spent a hundred million dollars on movies last night, but I got <laughs> six hundred trillion movies, so it was actually a pretty good deal. Well, that's good. Sounds like a successful Thanksgiving. Yep. 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 Uh, so, uh, let me think. What else is going on? My Thanksgiving was great. Thanks yeah. for asking. Well, that's what I'm. That's what I was getting to. Oh, okay. I was like, all right. What else is going on, Nicole? You had a Thanksgiving yesterday, and you uh, deviated from tradition and did not have turkey yesterday. Yes. Yeah, so, um, if I the two weeks that I was quote unquote in jail, um, there's no quote unquote about it. <laughs> um, I had a family situation. My dad was really sick, so I had to take care of him and. Iron Lady decided to go to Florida, so Iron Dad <laughs> didn't want turkey this year, so we did um, prime rib and a crock pot, and that was interesting. It was came it, out really good. Was it Optimus Prime Rib? Mm, no. <laughs> that would have been awesome. Whatever. So, what are we going to do today, Agent Nicole? What are we going to talk about? Christmas stuff. And... Specifically, what are we going to talk about today? A little child named Kevin from Home Alone. And I'm really cold. And Home Alone 2. And Home Alone 2. Yeah, she is cold. She is wearing uh, a hat over her headphones. Uh, She has these black and gray stripes. Well, I was in in Mexico, so, you know. Yeah, she's not used to the... Not used to the cold. I mean, she does have an extra coat, so she can't be that cold because the coat is draped over the back of the chair, so... So she's not that cold. Oh. Just her, her little her little hands. Before I forget, I want to thank Dynamo for filling in for me for the past two weeks. I appreciate it, Dynamo. Thank you. And I owe you. I don't know about that. Well, I do owe him. <laughs> I owe him for filling in, dealing with you and your puberty changes. We uh, we, we just gave him your paycheck. So every whatever you make, that's what we gave to him. So, so nothing. Yeah. Um. <laughs> We are also, there was a voicemail that got uh, left to us a couple weeks ago, but we did not play it because we were waiting for Agent Nicole because uh, she has a bit of a bone to pick. You know, I, I don't think it's a bone no, to no, pick. No, no, I'm, no. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, you You're know, just set stirring, this up. No, 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 no. I'm not stirring shit. I'm just saying she doesn't agree with the uh, <clears throat> the assessment that one of our longtime listeners uh <laughs> Uh, Mr. Nick uh, went and saw Doctor Strange, and he and Nicole have dissenting opinions on uh, the quality of the film. So, Wolfie, if you can uh, go ahead and play Nick's voicemail, because I haven't heard this yet, and then uh, we will allow Nicole a chance to rebut. Hey, Throwdown Thursday podcast, Nick here. I haven't called you guys in a while, and I saw you've been all... Page has kind of been based on um, Doctor Strange, so I thought I'd talk about it a little bit. Um, I went and saw this movie opening night, and uh, I had nothing to do. My cable and internet was out, so I said, what the heck, I'll go check out the new um, new Marvel movie. And I have to say, I hated this movie. Um, I definitely would... I gave this movie an F... That's harsh. Um, I thought it was completely boring. Um, I was super confused. Um, didn't know what the hell was going on, but that's my fault. I didn't research this movie going Should've in. Should have listened to the show. I thought Benedict was fine. 
fine actor. Um, Tilda Swinton was bald. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, just did not like this at all. Um, I, I don't even know if I want to research Doctor Strange after watching this. It was just very confusing. I felt Insidious did the bending of worlds better. Um, but yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Not a big fan. Really not liking Marvel lately, their films. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right, before you jump in, I just want to say, Nick, you should listen to our Doctor Strange episode because not only will it give you some valuable background information, it will give you valuable background information as told by El Goro. So that's just a bonus right there. So, you know, definitely check it out. It might change your thoughts on the film. Uh, Nicole, I see you have... uh, Oh, no, pages a- and pages of notes. <laughs> she was writing so fast, she set her notebook on fire. So, uh, Nicole, why don't you so was offer your F opinion? So for what you said earlier was for, fuck yeah, I'm going to see it again and again and again. Because I understand where the confusion is. It can be a little confusing to follow the storyline, but it kind of came back together. Um, I do agree, Benedict Cumberbatch is a fine actor. I will agree with you on that one, Nick. Um, But I also have to disagree with you. Marvel's actually been doing a fantastic job with all its films. Um, When it comes to story origins, it can be a little confusing, but actually it's probably one of the best story origin stories we've had in years. I didn't like the Hulk one, and I didn't like the Thor one. Ant-Man was great. Um, uh, Doctor Strange... I loved it. Visually, it's one of the one of the best Marvel films. If it doesn't win an Oscar for visual effects, I will be astonished. I I concur. I completely concur. It's it is it's just like the comics. It's very visually orgasmic. There you go. I don't know why that came out of my mouth, but there, it was just so visually beautiful. See, Nick, I think um, the issue that uh, you and some other folks might have with it is that you know. If you understand the backstory a little more of um, Doctor Strange and the comics at the time, because, you know, a lot of the the comics that were coming out by Marvel were, you know, kind of drab and dull colors. You know, even the Hulk, you know, was gray for a while. Um, You know, when Doctor Strange came around and they're trying to show all these different dimensions and things like that, you know... Uh, Steve Ditko put in a lot of like really bright. It was almost like uh, an LSD trip yeah. without having to take the LSD. LSD yeah, and uh, even now, oh, <clears throat> they did a reboot with Doctor Strange in the comics. Right now, I I mentioned it on our episode mm-hmm. nineteen with El Goro, or yeah, Stranger tw- Things with El Goro. Yeah, um, the new ones, same thing. They take the stuff from the past and really it's so visually beautiful and it's what you're going to get from the films as well. Yeah, and that's that's how the, the film, you know, kind of differs. Like it makes it seem, um, you know, brighter and and more, uh, more. Uh, it's it's a lot different from the other Marvel films because it has so much more color and it has so much, you know, it's so much brighter and darker tones to it as well. Yeah. And. You know, if you know a little bit more about, you know, the the background of the character, I think you, you might enjoy it. Because, again, you know, Marvel has been taking a lot of their lesser-known characters, mm-hmm. but characters who are very important. Very sen- the, essential to what's going to be happening yeah, in the next the couple Yeah, the Infinity of, Gauntlet. 
the Infinity Gauntlet storyline is, you know, one of my favorite storylines in all of comics. And when you when you see this, uh, how it fits in, you know, especially what Benedict Wong tells him at the end of the uh, the film, and I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it because it is still fairly new. It's only been out uh, by the time this comes out. It'd be about 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 a month, month. and I've seen it like three times. So yeah, we don't (laughs) want to ruin it for anybody else. So, um, you know, and I did you watch the end credit scenes? That's another thing. That's another thing too. You have to watch the end. uh, It ties in a lot of loose ends. What's yeah? It does tie up a few things. And um, I do have to disagree. Marvel's been doing a fantastic job. I think it's DC that's really been not so good. Yeah, DC is tough. And I think Wonder Woman will. Break that trend? Yeah, break that trend. Definitely break the trend. Because I did not like Suicide Squad. and I I liked it fine without... The Joker. (laughs) Without Joker. I didn't think Jared Leto did well. But we're starting to, like, devolve off our uh, train of thought. So, there you go. So, thank you. Thank you, Nick, for the voicemail. Yes, thank you. Um, We appreciate it. So, keep on bringing on those uh, voicemails and we'll play them. Yeah, we're never going to tell you that your opinion is wrong, you know. You know, I definitely can understand where someone who is unfamiliar with the character. Yeah, I agree. I wasn't going to be mean about no, it. No, no, no. But I do think if you if you knew a little bit more about him, you know, like you know, if you want to listen it. to our show and kind of get a little bit of a background on him, especially hearing El Goro say it, mm-hmm. uh, I think you might uh, think you might change your mind a little bit, or at least like your perception of the film and the character. Um, I do want to say. Um, one thing, and this is a, uh, you know, not on the Doctor Strange topic, but Nicole, you and I, I was, I was talking to you about this the other day. Um, I recently received a screener for a film, and it was the first oh, time, yeah. first time that's ever happened, and um, it's not. Um, I know we don't generally do movie reviews, <clears throat> and. But uh, after seeing this, you know, I, I wanted to to do a, a, a quick review, and I did. Uh, I oh, my foot stuck here. All right. Are I, you I collect did, your thoughts? No, I was gonna say I did oh, write. Shit. You stop knocking down Monster Zero. I did write a, a little review that's on our uh, on our uh, Facebook page. So if you want to check it out, I go a little bit more in depth. But I, I got a chance to see a film called Eyes of the Roshi, and it's uh, an action film, you know, kind of like an action revenge film. And uh, when it was pitched to me, like, hey, do you want to review this for us? It would be great. You know, Eric Roberts is in it, and I was told <laughs> over and over, Eric Roberts, Eric Roberts, uh, because he is the most recognizable name, and that makes sense. Uh, but after watching the film, uh, the performance that stuck out to me was uh, Ethan Martin, who played the role of Carrie, uh, the hitman. He uh, he had a very, very much of a uh, Javier Bardem as Anton Chigurh in No Country for Old Men vibe to him. And I thought that he was, you know, the best part of the film. Um, it had some good action scenes. It had some good... Uh, Really good dialogue, like the interplay with some of the characters, like was awesome. And <coughs> oh, sorry, I'm still recovering from 
<sighs> being sick. Um, AKA hitting puberty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I haven't, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to do many reviews. I used to do reviews for a website, mm-hmm. uh, but sadly, the website no longer uh, exists. And I do want to say though that um, you know this this film, you know, getting a chance to, I gave it a B. I gave it a solid B uh, because I mean there were a couple of things that you know I wasn't a huge fan of. But at the same time, um, you know, I thought that all the characters in it really brought their their respective, or the actors brought their respective characters, you know, exactly where they needed to be. You know, obviously, again, Ethan Martin as as uh, Carrie the Hitman. You know, and the thing that I liked best about this film was that there wasn't a, a lot of. Uh, backstory like a too much expositional backstory like you know there's a scene where ethan roberts character uh carrie first meets the character that eric roberts plays uh his name is booker and roberts uh like i said in my review brings his usual charm and casual arrogance to the character because that's just you know i just love the way he 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 portrayed his character because it's exactly the way he needed to portray them portray him uh, and you see Martin just sitting in a chair in a kind of darkened hotel room. He's completely naked and he's covered with these like horrible, like they look like acid burns all over his body. And he's flossing. Like that was the one thing that was like his, his characters, you know, like tick, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Like that was his thing. And the way they, Interact. I got. I'm not going to get into spoilers, and I, I, you know, I wrote a big review on this, so I'm not going to spend a whole ton of time because we do still have to talk about Kevin McAllister. But <clears throat> definitely seek this movie out. It's an independent film. Um, it's uh, about an hour and a half long, and I, 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 I can't recommend it highly enough. I think it's fantastic. Um. You know, even some of the the music that was in it, um, the uh, gentleman who played the titular character of Roshi, uh, Grandmaster, and I'm not sure if it's if he pronounces it Nguyen or Win. I imagine it's Win because he is Vietnamese. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, composed, in, in addition to being the the actor, you know, and he is literally a Grandmaster of of karate and. Um, uh, yoga, like there's a scene where he introduces, you know, he's introduced and uh, one of the uh, the female leads is talking to him and he's doing this like insane, like he's up on his fingertips, uh, you know, supporting himself on his fingertips with both legs like up in the air, like it's like some kind of crazy Spider-Man pose and he's just like, hello, nice to meet you and this girl is completely like taken aback by the way this this guy is standing there she's like uh hi because <laughs> she didn't expect to see him at all she's in like her dad's barn or something it's it's really funny um but he even composed some of the music including mm-hmm. the the roshi's theme uh so definitely look this up you know i like supporting independent films mm-hmm. and you know i think i think that's a valuable uh 
a valuable uh, aspect of the filmmaking community is independent films because a lot of times people will make an independent film because that's what, uh, you know, they don't want a lot of um, interference from the big studios and yeah. they're able to really follow their vision without... Um, any interruptions. Yeah, without any interference and like, you know, they're like, well, we... we we're producing this, so you have to, uh, <clears throat> you have to do what we say, and you know it's it's very nice to be able to see somebody do what they want to do, and you know experience their own vision. So uh, this film is not rated, and uh, yeah, I, I just definitely go see it, especially for. The uh, the Ethan Martin carry the Hitman portrayal. Mm-hmm. I think that was my favorite. So, so with that being said, I think uh, you should go to a break. Yeah, it might be time for a, a quick break so we can uh, regather our thoughts, and then uh, once we're done with our break, we can go and uh, we can discuss us some uh, some Kevin McAllister. So, Wolfie, if you will, thank you. <laughs> no, right. no didn't. Hashtag fail. <laughs> if you will thank you <laughs> like yeah you don't need to have a catchphrase this isn't a radio show we're like we'll be right back because people are going to be listening but i guess that's a thing that i'm i'm listening for all right so i should probably do that like and we'll be back after these messages Marp. do you love the scary story do you love to dance? The big scary monster haunts in midnight is a collection of dark songs about sex, love, death, revenge, and the end of the world. Brought to you by the world's greatest monster hunting electroshock band, The Deads. This is Bobby Chains, Uncle Polly, from the Unchained Podcast, and you're listening to Throwdown Thursday, hashtag Team Nicole. Be there or be Arthur. Yeah, you were you uh, were not on. You have to try that again. Oh shit! <laughs> and we're back, you filthy animals. <laughs> <sighs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> well, I was, I was. Well, I don't think it was a little soon. Yeah. We well, I was thrown off by our lovely promo from the chain gang. It wasn't that good. It was fantastic. <laughs> they actually said team pa- uh, hashtag team Patsy. I edited it out. 
Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, the Unchained Boys did that last weekend for you guys. Aw, I love you guys. You need to put me on your show, damn it. See, this is this is uh, this is what happens when I'm not around. No, see, I take this as uh, uh, Tim Nice is Team Patsy because he did not want to be a part of that. Did well, not. He, he wasn't there when they. did No, he was probably offended. That I not. called him a thug out Smurf that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on the live show. Yeah, because I, I just got him back home from the hospital and I was I was like oh crap oh yeah Unchained is doing their 100th episode and then I was like holy shit Tim Nice is blue suit <laughs> yep he washes that thing once a year whether it needs it or not oh, so man. we are going to talk today about Kevin McAllister portrayed by Macaulay Culkin in the classic iconic films Home Alone and Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. So, I guess the first question is, Nicole, when was the first time you saw this movie? Okay, so the, the first... Oh, oh, geez. Well, the movie came out in 1990, so I was one, so I couldn't see that. I Always was pro- an excuse with you. I know. Um, I think I was about six or seven when I saw the film for the first time, and I was like, oh, that kid is really cute! And then... All the shit that he goes does and goes through, I'm like, damn, I need him as a best friend. How about you? Well, not being uh, a, a uh, an infant, I <laughs> saw the film. I actually saw it um, in April of 1991 mm-hmm. in the theaters. It was still in the theaters. This is before the days of... You know, we have a specific time that we're going to let this movie run and then we're going to have the DVD release. Yeah, well, I what I re- heard or what I read is that it's ha- has a world record for being in theaters for 12 weeks running, I think, after it came out. So maybe that's why you saw still saw it at, in April. It was it was a long time. Yeah, it was in the theaters like it came out around uh, I want to say November, December time. Yeah. And then it was just in theater it was still in theaters. It was still making money in April. So that's when I got to see it. Um, there was a lot of controversy about this movie because, you know, as was the uh, the, the the times, uh, people were compl- were afraid of anything that was too violent. And, you know, if you've seen this film, you know that, you know, it's a, it's definitely, it's like a comedic version of Saw. Because a lot of these traps I've, should have b- murdered uh, Harry and Marv. I've heard that, yeah. It really should have. I mean, you know, the uh, the the paint cans to the face. <laughs> and the BB gun to the groin. Yeah, but that wouldn't kill you. Blow a torch to the head. That's true. That would cause a lot of damage. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Falling down the icy stairs over and over. Yeah. I will say, though, I hadn't laughed so hard at a film in a long time because it brought back a lot of memories of the Three Stooges for me. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are unfamiliar with this with this film, stop listening to us right now. Go buy the movie. It's everywhere now because it's a Christmas it's movie. It's under $10. Yeah, whether it's Blu-ray or DVD. Go get it. Watch it. Laugh your ass off, then come back and listen to the rest of this uh, show because we are definitely going to get into some spoiler territory. But you know, it's been out for over twenty five years, yep. so 
I feel that's kind of warranted. Yeah. <clears throat> so it starts off. It's uh, it's Christmas Eve, or it's right around Christmas. It's not it's Christmas a, Eve. It's, it's about a couple days before yeah, Christmas. like a week before Christmas. No, I, no, I don't think it's a week. It's a few days. Okay, fine. Well, few we'll... days before Christmas, and the McAllisters who live in Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, they are all planning to take a big family trip to Paris to see uh, oui, oui. another uh, another member of the family. They don't really get into it because uh, it's not overly important, and. Kevin is this hyperactive jerk bag. He's, he's the youngest of five children. Right. He's not the youngest there because he yeah. some of his cousins are younger than him, like Fuller, played by his brother. Yep. Uh, which one is he? Kieran or Rory or? Kieran. Mitch. Bob. Steve Culkin. Um, he, uh, they, they order pizza. Mm-hmm. And when the pizzas come... Kevin only eats plain cheese, but his brother Buzz, who is definitely uh, a bully of sorts to Kevin because he is the older brother, he's, he's probably got him by five or six years, eats the entire cheese pizza. Douche. And that sets into motion uh, the events that you know create the movie. Kevin attacks Buzz despite being outweighed by roughly 100 pounds. And, you know, significantly younger and significantly shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's just so angry. And he crashes into the table and spills stuff everywhere. And Uncle Frank is a douchebag. Uncle bag. Frank looks at him and goes, look what you did, you little jerk. And everyone's just, like, talking to him, like, you are such a disease, Kevin. Like, everyone's giving him shit. All the kids, the adults. And then his mom, played by Catherine O'Hare, is just like, you know, go to your room. But in the midst of cleaning up... His plane ticket accidentally gets thrown in the trash mm-hmm. because it had gotten spilled and people were just grabbing all the napkins and plates and things that got spilled, yep. you know, Pepsi and everything. And so his mom tells him to go upstairs and he's like, I am upstairs, dummy. She goes, no, all the way up into the attic. But he doesn't want to go into the attic because it's scary up there. <laughs> Your face when you saw that because one is scary. Because he, the sleeping arrangements would have had him sleeping with his his cousin Fuller, played by his younger brother. Yep, who wets the bed. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to sleep with Fuller. He wets the bed. He'll pee all over me. And so Catherine Harris says, fine, go all the way upstairs into the attic. That's where you're sleeping. And he's sitting there and he's like been yelling and screaming and arguing with everyone. He's like, when I grow up and get married, I'm living alone. And he's jumping up and down. And mm-hmm. he tells you, he goes, I wish you all would just disappear. And uh, Catherine O'Hara says to him, she goes, maybe you should ask Santa for a new family since you seem to dislike ours so much. He goes, I don't want your family. I don't want any family. I want to live alone. She goes, then say it again. Maybe it'll happen. And he does. He looks dead in her eye. He goes, I wish you'd all just disappear. Yeah. And so the next morning, there's... You know, over a dozen people in this house, and they slept late because the power went out because a branch. Uh, yeah, it was very windy, and a branch hit hit the uh, power lines. And now everybody's running around like crazy, trying to get ready. They have like the vans to bring them to the airport are in the driveway. They're waiting for them. Like this is in the uh, obviously this is you know well before you know you had to show up two hours for your flight. You know, in order to pass through security and everything, these guys leave their house 
you know, an hour later than they need to, but they still manage to make their plane. Yeah. And one of the neighbor kids came over and they're talking because they have the oldest, the oldest uh, kid do a head count. It was the cousin that did the head count. Yeah. And she accidentally counted the neighbor kid who was like rifling through people's luggage for some reason. Uh, and so nobody notices that Kevin is still way upstairs. And when he wakes up, he goes downstairs. Nobody's there. It's Nobody like knows it, where he is. It's like his wish came true. And that's what he kept thinking. Like he, they have like a little flashback scene. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, how he remembers things are different from how they actually happen because mm-hmm. the way Uncle Frank says, look what you did, you little jerk, is different from how he actually said it. Yeah. You know, Buzz telling him he's going to feed him to his tarantula because Buzz has a pet tarantula yeah. in his room. Um. <clears throat> He uh, he becomes very excited that he made his family disappear, clearly not knowing how economics works, but he's <laughs> running around the house like a lunatic, screaming, yelling, watching bad movies, and eating everything he it's, wants. It's what any child that gets to be home alone, you know, gets to feel like, you know. Because he's about he's, nine or ten. He's eight in the film, yeah, and then the next year kid. he's nine, yeah. <clears throat> so he's running around all crazy and... You know, he puts on a terrible movie. He goes, guys, I'm eating junk and watching garbage on TV. Someone better come stop me. He's got this huge plate of ice cream and marshmallows and, like, it's diabetic heaven. Um, and he's watching this movie called Angels with Filthy Souls. Which is not really a real film. It's not a real film, no. <laughs> but there's a scene where, you know, it's like a... a a film noir. You know, and this guy comes in. He's like, oh, I'm here for my money. Oh, yeah, you're here for your money? Oh, well, uh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do instead. I'm going to shoot you and murder you. Like, I'm not going to say the exact lines because it's so much cooler to hear it in the movie. And uh, he watches it, and he watches the guy shoot and kill the guy who came for his money. Mm-hmm. And he screams, like, Mom! Then it cuts to Catherine O'Hara on the plane. And she's like, has this look on her face, like, did I, did I forget something? She's like, did you shut the garage door? He's like, oh, that's it. Because they're going through, like, did you shut off the oven? Yeah. Did you close this? Did you do that? You know, did you unplug the iron? You know, did you close the garage door? It's like, oh, that's what it is. No, I forgot to close the garage door. And she's like, yeah, that must be it. No, I, it's got to be something. Kevin! <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they realize, now they're on a plane to France, so it's not like they can just stop and turn around. So, Kevin McAllister, while he's home, the beginning of the film, he meets Joe Pesci, who is dressed as a cop, and in reality, what he is doing is he is casing homes. Yeah, he's trying to see what where he can get the best entrance to get into the house, what's in the house. Because this is a very nice neighborhood. Yep. He's seeing who's on vacation, what time they have their lights set, their automatic lights set. Yeah. You know, so all this, all this that's going on is... Uh, you know, and he, when he sees Kevin, Kevin, he kind of is like, hey, Merry Christmas. And he smiles and he's got a gold tooth. And Kevin remembers this later on because uh, Joe Pesci and his partner, uh, Daniel Stern, who you might know from the movie Chud, which is a fantastic film. If you haven't seen it, go see it. 
they play two two robbers. Yeah. And uh, their names are Harry and Marv. Harry is uh, Joe Pesci. Marv is Daniel Stern. And Daniel Stern gets the great idea of every house that they rob, clogging up the sink and turning the water on, flooding the house. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, it's got a, it's like a calling card, you know. Uh, the, we're the wet bandits. So they're arguing about it as they're driving their van out of this driveway. And Kevin had just gone to the store. Now he's on his way home. Uh, he almost gets hit by the car, by the van, because Joe Pesci and, and uh, Harry and Marv are arguing about whether or not Marv is a sick individual for <laughs> for flooding every house that they've been in. Yeah. And he almost hits him. And, uh, you know, he, he gives him a little like, hey, watch where you're going. Sorry about that. Hey, Merry Christmas. And he smiles, revealing the gold tooth. And Kevin's like, oh, shit. <laughs> this is the same guy. He's not really a cop. He's a robber. Yeah. So he goes home and starts setting up these elaborate defenses. Yep, just to, like, prevent them from trying to get into their house. And well, the some, first, of them, some of his plans and the things that he does, I'd say I the wish... the first thing he did was the most impressive... Is the party. Yeah, he makes, makes it seem like there's a party going on at the house by... He sets up a, a toy train with a cutout of Michael Jordan, so it looks like he's walking around yeah. the house like there's a silhouette, and he's got strings tied to a mannequin, and he's dancing around playing music, so mm-hmm. they don't come to the house that night. They decide to come back another time, and he he ends up making like these huge elaborate plans. That kid is one smart individual. Yeah, like... I wish I had that kind of a plan, <clears throat> plans, but then again, I didn't have to fight for attention in the household like he did. Yeah, there was like 65 kids in that house, <laughs> but it was insane, like the way he comes up with this 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 plan to, like, he you kind of see him as a kid, you know, as he's going through the day and like realizing like what it's like to not have his family around. Yeah. <clears throat> Like, he, on the one hand, it's nice because he can do whatever he wants. But on the other hand, he's gets, lonely. Yeah. And he has a fear of abandonment. Like, you really wrote the film. And in the second film as well, like, you know, it sucks being lonely. And there are some great, great scenes of Kevin, like, getting into trouble. You know, he's in Buzz's room. He's like, Buzz, I'm going through your stuff. You better come out and pound me. Mm-hmm. He's, like, going through and he takes a picture of... Buzz's His girlfriend. girlfriend. He's like, Buzz, your girlfriend. Woof. Woof. And drops the thing and smashes it. But he knows he's got to go out and get some food because there's no food left. No. Because, you know, they didn't want to have anything in the fridge. They didn't want it to spoil. Yep. So he knows Buzz has some money in his room. So he's like looking around trying to find it. He knows Buzz keeps his money on the top shelf in his room. So why don't you uh, explain what happens when he goes to get the money? He's a short little fella, and obviously he, I think he steps on the wrong thing, and he gets to the top, he grabs the money, but everything comes down with him. All the shelves collapse, including... The one that keeps his tarantula. The terrarium shatters. Yep. And the tarantula, tarantula gets out and runs around the house. And they don't really focus on it, but they do show like here and there over the next few days the tarantula running around the house. Yeah. And that comes in super handy. Mm-hmm. So 
Kevin knows that these guys are coming back, and now he knows that they know that he's all alone because mm-hmm. he overhears them saying stuff. Yeah. So he devises this amazing plan. In crayon. All in crayon. <clears throat> yes. He's got these elaborate blueprints of the house in crayon. Of where he was going to put all the tortures. He has, you know, he sets up micro machines, uh, which is great uh, promotional material for for uh, micro machines, which if you never had micro machines, you were missing out because I loved my micro machines. I, I even have, I still have some of the Star Wars stuff that they put out, but they had a... Uh, he had the micro machines. He had everything like lined up strategic. Like he was painting tar on some of the some of the stairs in the basement. So he had every entrance and every exit covered. And then comes the night of the burglary. And like I said, it's incredibly funny, but at the same time, it's like, kind of sick. Like how this little kid knows how to really fuck with these. Burglars, like I, you can tell like his path is paved for like some serious shit in the, in the future. Like he is gonna do some fucked up crap. Like if there was ever a case to be made for like, oh, he got this from watching TV or he mm-hmm. got this from that. Like there, <laughs> there are some great things that he has set up. So Harry and Marv decide they're gonna go different routes. So, Marv decides he's going to go down the basement. Harry decides he's going to go in the front door. Mm-hmm. So, he goes and he's looking in the, the side window next to the door and he grabs the handle. But Kevin had put like this heating coil on it. Mm-hmm. So, the thing's glowing red hot. He puts his hand on it and it burns the M logo for McAllister yeah. into his hand and he's screaming and dives into the snow and like his hand is crackling and Marv meanwhile is going down the back stairs which Kevin had poured water all over and it froze so he falls down the stairs <laughs> then he put uh ice on the bottom landing so he's Marv's trying to open the uh he's using his crowbar to try to pry open the, yeah. the door and he slips and falls, and then the crowbar falls and hits him in the face. And it turns out the door is not even locked. Yeah. Um, I don't want to get into too much of all the, you know, pranks and all the traps that he does, because I don't want to really completely spoil the entire No, thing. no. But there is a, that great scene where they finally meet each other, and they're finally in the house, and Harry says, Why the hell did you take your shoes off? Marvel goes, why the hell you dress like a chicken? <laughs> <laughs> no context. I just have to throw that out there, but it's out of all the traps that Kevin places. Which one would you say is your favorite? See, this also uh, kind of puts a time period on your on your movie. Mm-hmm. You know, because he keeps taunting them and telling them, "It's like I'm going to call the cops." And it's like, oh, he's going to call the cops. Oh, how he's going to call the cops? From a treehouse? Because this is before the time of cell phones. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all landline phones. And, you know, they uh, he has a rope set up from the upstairs of his house to his treehouse across the yard. And he uses a pair of, like, bike handles, handlebars to, you know, kind of zip line across into his treehouse. And... His plan is to get them to follow him. 
And so they decide to climb hand over hand to get to him. Now, he uses a similar trap in Home Alone 2, which if you thought Home Alone 1 was bad, Home Alone <laughs> 2 was way more like murderous and homicidal. So, Well, he just grew up a little bit more, so as, he's got more experience. Of well, he, he, in, in the second one, he's dropping 50-pound bags of cement onto Harry and Marv. That's like, true, that yeah. would murder them. And don't forget when Marv gets electrocuted to the point where you can see his skeleton. Yeah, that one was good, too. And the fact that he got hit in the face like six times with bricks. But I think my two favorite ones, you know, one from each movie, both involve ropes. You know, the first one being, you know, the the rope across from the house to the treehouse. And they're trying to climb hand over hand, you know, to to make it over there because they don't have a zip lining thing. And when they're halfway over... He uses hedge clippers and cuts the rope, and they swing down and smash into the house. In the second one, uh, they're climbing a rope, and they're like, what's that smell? And Harry says, it's kerosene. The the uh, the rope's soaked in it. Marv goes, why would anybody soak a rope in kerosene? And then Kevin shows up and lights the rope on fire. Yeah. What about you? What was your favorite trap when it came to this? Either, I, either of the two movies. Um, I did enjoy the tarantula scene where uh, Kevin is trying to escape, and you know the little tarantula comes on the steps. And right, because they had just grabbed him by the ankles. Yeah, Marv Marv has him by the ankles, and but it, Harry's too hurt to to move. Yeah, because he tripped and he got um, paint hit in the face. I think. I don't remember. And then, yeah, Kevin turns around and puts the tarantula right on uh, Marv. and Marv screams and yep. throws the tarantula and it lands on Harry. Yep. And then he takes the crowbar and is like, don't move. And then starts pounding on Harry. Wailing on him with the crowbar. Yep. Um, and I think, I think out of all the traps, anything with Marv getting hurt was like the best one. I, as much I think as, he took it better. Yeah, he took it better. <laughs> um. I think it's because he's more of a comedic actor. Yeah, compared to uh, Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, who's done more serious stuff. Uh, what was I going to say? I had a train of thought, and now it's gone. Your train of thought is a runaway? Yes, it's a it's runaway. derailed? Really? Yeah. It's um, derailed. So, you know, it's all fun and games with Kevin, but, you know, he does learn a few important lessons, realizing, you know... You know, families, being in families, it's going to be hard. And, you know, he he realizes that, you know, family is everything to him. And despite wishing that they, he, they were all gone, you know, at the very end, he Christmas brings everything back together. The yeah, holidays kind of bring everything together. <laughs> and he has an interaction with this creepy neighbor. and But he's not really creepy. He's just an old guy. And he realizes, like, you know... Yeah, I was going to say there's, you know, the subplot of, you know, because it's not just Kevin running about his house, like, doing crazy things. It's also, um, you know, his mom desperately trying to get home. Trying, Yeah, trying to get home to him. Which is hilarious. Yeah. It's amazing. And um, he's learning lessons like, you know, family's important in the first one. And then the second one, like, treat others with respect, especially with the pigeon lady. Yep. 
who reminded me a lot of the pigeon lady from uh, Mary Poppins. Yes. And, you know, Kevin, despite being the little angelic brat that he is, you know, he realizes, you know, being with family, it's, it's the best thing in the world. And, you know, at the very end, obviously. Yeah, you have, like, this nice little reunion with... Uh, and then he gets in trouble again. <laughs> yeah, he's like, like, oh, I gotta go to the store. We don't have any food. And Kevin's like, oh, I went shopping the other day. And everybody just, like, drops everything and just looks at him. He's like, oh, yeah, I bought milk, eggs, and fabric softener. And they're like, oh, my God. Like, oh, what else did you do when we were around here? He's like, oh, you know, uh, just, you know. <laughs> you know, obviously not saying anything. And then uh, the very end of the film is... You hear Buzz, Kevin, what did you do to my room? <laughs> <laughs> or in the last uh, second movie, Kevin, why is there a $678 room, room service, service charge? Yeah, so despite trying to fend for himself, he gets into some trouble at the very end. My only issue is... <sighs> the parents are so fucking absent-minded. Like, wouldn't, wouldn't you know that your child... Well, no, that's not even my real issue. Like, all right, I get the first time you forgot him. The second time you forgot him, fine, whatever. My biggest issue is the thing everybody associates with this film is Kevin with his hands on his face screaming. Ah! Like, oh, no, they left me alone. Ah, that's terrible. And that's not what that scene represents. When he puts his hands on his face and screams, it's because... He put aftershave on his put face. aftershave on... He was trying to be an adult, and he yep. didn't realize, oh, aftershave, aftershave is going to burn my face. burns the shit out of your face. Yeah. That's why he is screaming, because he used aftershave for the first time. It's not because he, was, he realized he was home alone. It's not because he was sad that he was forgotten... It's because he put aftershave on. That's my biggest gripe with this film. So mine would be he had a nice dinner with mac and cheese and a glass of milk, and then he wasn't able to have that mac and cheese yep. and milk because he had to. This is defend. my house. I have to defend it. Yep. I mean, the second one was definitely a lot more. Um, <clears throat> there was a lot more brutality, less fire. But more brutality. <laughs> I mean, I will say that one of the, the best parts of, you know, because there were a lot of callbacks from the first one in the second one. Like, yeah. you know, when Marv's trying to turn on the lights in the basement and he pulls the string and he's like, nothing happens. And all of a sudden, like all the string starts falling into his hand. And he looks up, looks up and gets hit in the face with an iron because <laughs> he had set up a light. Uh, what looked like a light switch, but he had, they had a laundry chute. Mm-hmm. So when he pulled the light, the the string for the light, the there was an iron propped in the laundry chute, and he just pulled the iron down and hit him right in the face. That was good. And like they touch on that in the second one, where he's like cautiously turning on the lights because in that one, you know, he's in New York in a family's home, uh, one of like his uncle's house. Uh which is being renovated. So there's like all kinds of like giant holes in the floor. I mean, Marv falls through it and at one point goes, wow, what a hole. <laughs> like there's some, uh, there's some great scenes and there's some good comedy. Um, the second one, 
Kevin is very uh he has a lot of ingenuity when it comes to getting things that he wants. Uh he repeatedly a- uses the same clip from the movies to scare yeah. people away. He is going to you know the the stuff that he does. He's one perfect I think he little- grows up to be John Kramer from Saw. I was just thinking that while we were talking <laughs> like, about the trap. I was like, he's, he's so yeah. like you think it's just like this, uh, you know, this fun, like oh, it's so fun and it's so cute. And Kevin, oh, look at him, he's he's using toys and things to. You and know. he has devil horns holding up his halo. And yeah, speaking of um, him getting older, I know Macaulay Culkin did something last year. After 25 years of the film coming out, he did this small short, and it's on YouTube. Uh, type in Drivers, episode one, and it's Macaulay Culkin as Kevin, and he's, like, telling this guy, he's like an Uber driver, and he can't drive. And so the other guy is like, okay, I'll drive, and he's just, like, telling him, like, he hangs up on his mom, and the guy's like, why are you hang up on your mom? And I'm like, well, you know... So many years ago, my life was so traumatic. Like, my mom left me at home and this and that. And while they're um, uh, driving and they get to the destination, they get uh, they get almost hijacked. So Kevin comes out of the car and was like, okay, come on. I'm going to do something. And next thing you know, the psychopath that Kevin becomes is shown vi- visually. And he runs around with blood all over this all over his body and then very end scene he's screaming like he does with the aftershave it's pretty funny it's like five minutes short it's really cool so i think what we'll do now is uh you know we'll we're pretty much wrapped up on on kevin and you know it's it's hard to talk just about him without you know going into a lot of detail about what what else is going on in his life and you know we could spend two hours just talking about you know the first film and everything that he does and all the stuff that his his uh the interactions he has with his family cuz there's a lot of different subplots going on um so what we'll do is uh we're going to go ahead and take our final break and uh we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit and we're going to talk about uh you know because we're we're heading towards the uh you know Hanukkah and Christmas season we're going to talk about some of the toys that we wanted as children that we did or didn't get. So I think with that being said, we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll take our, our last break uh, before the end of the show. And uh, when we come back, we'll, uh, we'll do some talking about toys. So uh, Wolfie, if you, uh, if you would like to please send us to break. (laughs) I'm waiting for the thank you now. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Trick or Treat Radio is a phantasmagorical spin kick straight through the heart of pop culture, navigated by the Deadites. We are the world's greatest electroshock band, we destroy monsters, we drink booze, and we win championship belts. If you're not listening to Trick or Treat Radio, here's a taste of what you've been missing. There's three guarantees in life. What are they? Death, 
Taxes and Trick or Treat Radio every Friday morning. This is one of the most convoluted movies I've ever seen in my life. I'm fucking trying, man. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, yeah. It's like <laughs> you took a shit on a pile of shit. But you shit on him right. for liking what he likes. Yeah, well, it's my job. This podcast is now banned in Germany. <laughs> it's me, Giovanni Lombardo Radici. Shut up. I call bullshit. I demand someone to bring me the face of Lindsay Lohan. If I had genitals, I would definitely bang her. Oh, wait. Is she a great big fan person? You just hit the jackpot. This is a weird movie, huh? It had action. It had suspense. It had great characters. It had great acting. I'm going to strangle you with my jockey short. I don't like mobster movies. All right, well, here's my take. You're a sick fuck. Thank you. Now shut the fuck up and let me talk. Have you ever seen 2001? The okay. box, right? The box and the monkey. Available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and trickortreatradio.com. Arrivederci, douchebags. And we're back. We're back. We hope you didn't miss us too, too much. So, like I said, now that we're getting closer to the uh, annual gift exchange season, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the... uh, the gifts that we wanted as, a, as kids, and maybe stuff that we did or didn't get, um, because as kids, you think that, you know, it's your right to get whatever you want. Now, for me, the thing that I wanted so much, and I asked for every single year, was a Game Boy. I wanted a Game Boy more than anything, and I asked for one, and I asked for one, and I asked for one, and 15 years later... My youngest brother finally got one. <laughs> yes, uh, that's the way it worked uh, around uh, Christmas in my house mm-hmm. because uh, my youngest brother is about eight years younger than I am, mm-hmm. and even my middle brother is only two years behind, so he's still six years behind him. So there's a good enough gap where you know. There were no hand-me-downs that he got. Mm-hmm. It was always brand new clothes. It was always brand new toys. And it was always whatever we wanted for Christmas. And that's what Dave would get. <laughs> and wow. I tried discussing this uh, at Thanksgiving with my parents. My dad's like, I don't remember any of this. It's like, no. like You seem very hostile. We wanted, Do you want to we, talk about we this? We wanted a, uh, a, a Sega Genesis. And... Because Dave put it on his list, we got a Sega Genesis. <laughs> Another year, Dave put a Nintendo 64 on his list. That year, I think it was that year, Dave got a cell phone, which I couldn't believe. Dave got a cell phone. Dave got... Uh, we got the uh, the Nintendo 64. And we also got... Uh, I think that was the year Dave got his Game Boy that I had wanted for so long. You just sound really like well, no, angry uh, about was, that you never got everything listen, that your little brother did. I wanted. A, I asked for a Game Boy every year that the, since they came out. That's what I wanted, and finally, my brother got one, and he didn't even have it on his list. He didn't even want one. <laughs> oh my God. He didn't want the Game Boy. 
That's not what he wanted. He wanted like some sort of like wrestling toys. And I will say this, and I'm going to embarrass the shit out of him right now because he was the youngest kid and he got whatever he wanted. You know the the one movie that you know a kid fixates on? It's like either one movie or one TV show and they just watch it over and over and over and over and over and over to the point where you wear out the VHS tape yes. or you know you ruin the disc. Yes. For Dave... This was the live-action Peter Pan starring Mary Martin as Peter Pan. We would watch that. It would play through to the end. Then we'd have to rewind it and start over. No matter what we wanted, it didn't matter. You know, (laughs) I would also like, oh, Dave's room is dirty. Go clean his room for him. (laughs) Why? Well, because I told you to. Dave's the youngest. But what? That doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, when you're the youngest, you get spoiled. When you're the oldest, you get hosed. So, yeah, that's what I wanted when I was a kid. I wanted a Game Boy for the longest time, and my brother got one. Wow. After about 15 years, I you wanted one so bad. I wanted a fucking Game Boy for God. so long. You know when I finally got one? When I bought one. And what did my mom say? Why are you going and buying shit like that for? Don't you already have one? No, because you bought it for Dave. God. <laughs> I wanted it and you got it for him. I don't remember that. Yeah, isn't that convenient? Oh, my God. Okay. How about you, Nicole? <laughs> oh, my God. You got so much <laughs> anger at you. Um, I was pissed. I, I don't... Bl- well, I don't blame you. I understand. Actually, no, I don't understand. Because- no, you don't. You're an only child. <laughs> Um, yes, I was an only child, but we didn't have much money growing up. Oh, so. we never had money. And <laughs> I actually did get a Game Boy Color for Christmas. Yeah, but, but see, I didn't ask for you it You were born the year they came out, like 89. Oh, well, not that one. It was like a couple years ago. I didn't care. God, I wanted it's our my, Game Boy. First of all, shut up. It's my segment to talk about my I'm Christmas. still angry about it. <laughs> <laughs> shut up, Patrick. You shut up the fuck up. Um, so... Growing up in my household, you know, it, we didn't have much money. It was all about, you know, being with family and friends. And I don't really remember what I really wanted as a kid. I just was, anytime I asked for something, we couldn't afford it. So once in a while, my mom, you know, would put aside some money and grab whatever I wanted, like later on, like for my birthday. But I remember one year, Furbies came out. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> And I really, really, really wanted one. And so my mom was like, well, she tried. She tried getting a Furby. My godmother ended up getting me a Furby. My dad ended up throwing the Furby within three days because how annoying it got. So that was that. I got a Game Boy, which I opened before um, Christmas. That's some bullshit right there. Yeah. And I like I was really sneaky about you know taping it up, and then Iron Lady got mad, and I don't know. I books was usually what I got for Christmas. I had a, a, an uncle who was um, very big into the New York music scene, mm-hmm. and would see and know these bands because everybody. All these bands that would play at his bar, they'd play there before he got really big. Before they got really big, and he would know who they are. Mm-hmm. Like he was on a first name basis with Joan Jett. Like yeah. that's how into the music scene that they were. Like one of my other uncles was visiting him in, in New York City once, 
and they're walking down the street, and he's like, he's like, oh my god, oh my god, look over there, that's Joan Jett. And my uncle's like, Joan, and she goes, Tommy, and runs across the street to say hi and hug him because they knew each other. Yeah. So he would get us these uh, CDs of bands we'd never heard of. Mm-hmm. Like we had no clue who they were. Like, you know, one year we got, we got one. I got uh, a CD. I was like, "Who the hell is Offspring?" <laughs> and my brother got one. It's like Green Day. I've never heard of them. And then six months later, they blew up and were like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's you know one of the cool things that we would get, you know, from from family. Because my uncle was, you know, it was a musician, so he was always trying to. You know, uh, kind of you know, expose us to new music and you know stuff that he thought that we would like. So, but it's funny that you uh, you mention Furbies because we have a voicemail, and uh, I was lucky enough to have heard this voicemail um, as it was being recorded. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Wolfie, if you would please cue up this. Uh, voicemail from ashes because uh i think nicole's gonna find it very enlightening hello everyone it's ashes currently recovering from a fight with a face hugger um so today we are talking about toys that we wanted uh when we were growing up and I kind of had a thing for some of the hot toys, uh, the, the, the big sellers. Um, Cabbage Patch Kids, I loved my Cabbage Patch Kids. Um, Barbie, I was a Barbie girl. Barbie I still world. am. I had Barbie's Dream House. I had Jealous. Barbie's Corvette. I had Jealous. Barbie everything from like Barbie and the Rockers Barbie to like Dream Date Barbie to this like crazy doll, like, like jewel fantasy Barbie or something like that. She had like jewels for eyes or something. She was so cool looking. Um, and growing up, my dad would go out for uh, Black Friday shopping. I think that's where I get it from. I have the I, I carry the Black Friday jean. Um, he would go out and he would try to score the big toy for that year. So I remember he was telling me these horror stories about trying to get me a Tickle Me Elmo, which I didn't end up getting, but that was okay. Um, I did have Tamagotchis back in the day, the little alien, like pixelated alien dudes. Um, I did have a Furby and my sister and I both ended up with Furbies and we could tell you some crazy, crazy, crazy horror stories regarding those Furbies because they were so fucking creepy. It was ridiculous. <laughs> like, they never shut off. And one time, like, we were... My, my sister and I used to share a room when we were younger and there was this one time when our Furby, Furbies would not shut up and we were getting ready for bed and so we shoved them in a closet, like a dark closet that were supposed to shut off, like, in the dark and stuff. So we, we threw blankets over them, uh, threw them in the closet, shut the, you know, shut the door, made everything, like, super silent. All of a sudden, like, 45 
five minutes later they started talking to each other it was the fucking creepiest thing ever we're like we were so scared like my we had my sister and I had bunk beds and my sister uh, was on the bottom bunk and she got out of bed she looked up at me in the top bunk and she was like we have to kill them like that's the only way that they're going to like shut off we we, we have to kill them um so so yeah nothing I mean nothing super crazy um like you said, I, I always had like a, a, a wish list. Like my parents would always do like, oh, you know, write a, write a letter to Santa. Um, so I always had like a, like a wish list. And sometimes I wouldn't get like exactly what was on my wish list. Like I would kind of get like a, almost like a knockoff version. Like I said, um, I was huge into Barbie. So I would always get like the Barbie, but I wouldn't always get Barbie's accessories. Like I had a Barbie dream house, but it wasn't actually like a Barbie dream house it was like uh, i don't know like Malibu betsy's Stacey. super condo or something and everything was pink um but anyways i'm so sorry i couldn't be there this week like i said i'm i'm recovering from a face hugger attack and i uh hope to reconnect with you all soon i love you guys bye love you too i'm sorry you're not feeling good thanks lady that lives at my house um so yeah uh and for those of you out listening uh right now <clears throat> we want to hear from you guys too tell us you know what were some of the uh the things that you wanted to have for christmas but your younger brother got and <laughs> Jeez. you know maybe if it's not that specific maybe you know stuff that you wanted that you did get stuff that you wanted that you didn't get you know maybe uh <laughs> just looking at something that wolfie had up <laughs> That's uh Oh hey <laughs> That is not what I want for Christmas. Oh my god. I'm not gonna tell you what it is. Yeah, you don't wanna know. Um but yeah, it's uh it's something that we'd like to hear uh you guys talk about. You know, let us know. Um you know, hit us up on the Facebook page, leave us a voicemail at throwdown Thursday Podcast at gmail dot com. Tweet at us. Yeah, send us uh send us your tweets. At uh, at Nick Tompkins and at Patrick Rahill, uh, we're generally really good about getting back to folks. Um, Wolfie, have uh, have you any stories about presents that you wanted and maybe did or didn't get, or got angry like somebody over here? <laughs> uh, you know, I I know there's some, but I I'm having a hard time remembering. I, I just don't I just don't remember that stuff. You know, um, I will say one that I did get that I really wanted. And I still use to this day is well, and and Round Trip Jones from the Deadites actually borrows it from me. But I got a, a theremin uh, many years ago because you know I play music and uh, I like odd instruments. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw a documentary about theremin, about the creation of it, and you know like the, the gentleman who created it, and I thought it was super super interesting. And I wanted one, and I just love the sound of it. So I want to say it was about. Probably about twenty years ago now. Oh wow, nice. that's cool. And uh, that's what I had asked for, and I ended up getting it. And it comes in a, a kit; you have to put it together yourself. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it, and I was like, you know, and I, I'm someone who's pretty good at putting stuff together, and and pretty technical tech, uh, you know, pretty savvy with technology. Mm-hmm. But this is like soldering tiny, tiny wires that oh, barely shit. fit in your hand. So I had to have someone build it for me. So I ended up taking 
probably several months until I could actually use it. So I was like, got this toy and I was like, fuck, I can't use it, you know? <laughs> so it took me several months, but that's something that, that I have to this day that I still use. And that was one of the things I really wanted that I got. Other than that, I mean, there are game systems that I wanted and I didn't get because, you know, they're in high demand or they're expensive or whatever. Should have just had your younger brother ask for it. <laughs> well, we would we would just share if that was the case. Yeah, well, we we shared, but like if I wanted something, it wouldn't happen. If it was on my brother's list, oh, couldn't get it fast enough. I would have <laughs> used and abused a little brother and be like, I want this and I want that. Put it on your list. Yeah, but then they would have noticed and like, oh, why do you want this? You're only six. There's no way that you would have this. I th- I think one thing that I did ask for that I never got, and but I ended up getting a lot of other stuff. Star Wars toys when I was a kid, mm-hmm. so I can't really complain that much. But I never got the Death Star. I always wanted the Death Star, like the toy or like the actual, uh, the, base. the actual, yeah, the actual base. That's tough to fit down the chimney. <laughs> you should have asked for a lightsaber; would fit a lot better. I <laughs> know I did want the toy and never got it, but I did get like the Hoth play set and like a bunch of other ones. So I can't really complain that much. Pretty cool. But, I don't know why they call it Hoth. They should call it Colt. <sighs> I'm done. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm done. I'm going back to jail. <laughs> they treat you better there? <laughs> yes, I don't have to listen to the shitty puns. Uh, so I think uh, we're going to just quickly wrap up with a science fact. And uh, Agent Nicole, have you some files? I have some files. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go quick with my science fact. Uh, because this is, uh, we're recording right after Thanksgiving. Uh, it is a common misconception that... Uh, after you eat turkey, that the tryptophan in the turkey causes you to become drowsy. This is not the case. Uh, While tryptophan can induce drowsiness, uh, there is not enough turkey, uh, not enough tryptophan, even if you were to eat the entire turkey, to put you to sleep solely because of the tryptophan. Uh, It's actually because you eat just too much and you go into food coma mode that's generally what makes you want to take a nap after thanksgiving i didn't have to take a nap oh i did because (laughs) we went out black friday shopping and i was not about to battle people uh without without having some rest so so agent nicole what kind of files have you uh got for us this week file away Mm -hmm. with your files i my during my two weeks in jail i when i'm down not feeling happy i watch a very fun comedy show called children's hospital it's on adult swim uh rob cordry is the one who created it and you can get through the entire seven seasons in one day the first season is Every episode is five minutes long, and then it's 15 minutes. And Rob Corgi's in it, Henry Winkler's in it, Ken Marino, Lake Bell, Megan Mullally. It's just a fun, fun, fun show. There's no plot. Everything is just quick, easy, cut dry, fun humor. Um, It has seven seasons. It's just ended this year, which sucks, but all things must come to an end. Rob Corgi needs time to create. I just love that guy. I liked him when he was on The Daily Show. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, he also works with uh, David Wayne, who's done um, Wet Hot American Summer. 
I'm completely blanking. He does The State, uh, Stella, a lot of comedy shows, uh, comedy uh, troops, too. So definitely take a chance. Only 15 minutes of your time to just watch one episode. So that's what I have for my files today. Cool. So I think we're going to go ahead and bring this episode to a close. And next week we'll be discussing one of my favorite uh, Halloween characters uh, who is also a Christmas character. And that is, of course, Jack Skellington. Oh, boy. I know a lot of people who love this character. So join us next week when we discuss Jack Skellington and we talk about three things that maybe people don't know about Oh, boy. And we We will will see see you you next next Thursday.